And hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. With me, I have Alex from A-Town Reviews. Hello to everybody, Alex. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having me back, John. Oh, you're welcome. It's always a pleasure to have you back with me and everything. And I appreciate everything you do over at A-Town. I just want to say that, too. Thank you. You're very welcome. And tonight, we're actually reviewing an independent independent film from Holly Short Films Film Festival. This movie is actually going to be nominated for, has the running to be nominated for an Oscar. As a matter of fact, and they've actually suppressed the Hollywood Shorts Film Festival. Now they're actually in the running. I just want to say congratulations to this film and the people that were able to make this film, the animators, the directors. They definitely worked their butts off to get to where they are. So congratulations to you guys. Uh, but yeah, this movie only clocks in at what? Six minutes long, Alex, if I'm not about uh, or eight minutes about. long. Yeah. And within that eight minutes, it's very unique. It's very different. And we were talking talking about the color schemes. We were talking about just the, it reminded us of our childhood, of a of our teachers telling us stories as a kid. And with and it's like animation, where it's basically not three D or anything like that. It's like painted on a canvas, on a exactly. canvas. Yeah. And speaking of which, the pebble part, if you think about it, and the aspect and everything. She, it's actually painted on a canva, it looks like. And it shows the emptiness of the pebble who's wanting children and knowing that she can't have children. So she comes up with this illusion of her having a pebble as kids. And it's just heartwarming. It made me cry a little bit. I'm, I cried some man tears. I'm not going to lie. But what about you, though? I'm going to get into some other stuff in a few minutes. Oh, yeah. The, the, the man tears were definitely there for me as i'm just like no it just started and he's cuddling up to these uh these giant rocks and having his own little rock family i thought it was adorable but when you talk about the color scheme it was exactly like a it was like a pop-up book that was brought to life and that's what was very appealing for me it's like this is a real life story and i also loved how there wasn't talking in this movie you know it's a it's an otter it's an otter and there was no talking, but it was just you can get, get everything you needed from the facial expressions of, of the otter. It's like, okay, I'm feeling happy now. They're playing. He's playing with the pebble. Oh, he's sad now. So that, That's all I really needed. I thought they managed that very well. Same here, to be honest with you, because don't get me wrong. Remember The Lion King? There was really no facial expressions at all with the live adaptation of The Lion King. With this one, you see the emotions. You see how heartbroken the otter is, and just and then knowing that these pebbles are just pebbles and not a family, and it's just you know kind of heartbreaking for this otter because she's adopting these pebbles as her own, and she's imagining a life with for you know to have kids, to have babies, and everything. And I think that every adult does that in their life especially people that can't have kids and in a sense, and they just adopt their adopt somebody else's kids in like their neighbor's kids and stuff like that. And they become their part of the, her, their own little family. But mm. then after they leave it's like, I'm back to being by myself again. And for a few minutes, we have a little bit of a fulfillment. And that's mm. what I feel like when I look at, I am a pebble. Yeah. I, I thought it was nice how it was the otter was kind of being challenged when it showed the other otters like 
playing in the water and I was like, oh, so they're not alone. There, there are others. So, so he had a, the, the otter had a decision to make. Do I go with the actual living otters or do I go back to my rocks? And when he chose the rocks, I was lightweight upset, <laughs> especially when it just had that little montage of the rocks just sitting there through the seasons. And that, that's when I started crying. I'm like, no, the rocks are by themselves. And I'm like, this movie is making me feel for rocks. Like, the rocks aren't doing anything. <laughs> like, they're just sitting there. And the otter is imagining them, dude, but they're just sitting there. I'm like, I'm crying about rocks right now. <laughs> that's just amazing. Right? It's just amazing that people can make us care and have emotion in, with rocks and everything. That's how you know you have something if it sticks with you. And I mentioned this with Punch Drunk, with the cervical cancer movie. Then I also mentioned it on a, on this on another film that we that Beth and I did and everything too called Little not Little Beer but it was a different no uh it was a Miz a Meds movie the Long Goodbye that we both said that if something sticks with you the movie did its job and this yeah. movie I feel like it does its job on on so many levels because of the way that you said it when those otters go. Uh, just goes on ahead and then they're trying to figure out a way to go off uh, into different areas in their lives and stuff like that. And then the, and then that's basically how life is where basically they separate from the mother and then she's over there by herself. And that's what I actually got from that as well. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, yeah, I think it's just because we know that the otter cares so much about the rocks that we end up feeling for it as like, no, you care about them. I care about them too. You're like when it, when the, the little rock started falling deeper into the lake or the, or the river and I was swimming down after it. Like I was in fear for the rock. I was like, no, rescue that rock right now. Like, it's fine. Like it's just a rock, but I'm like, well, this movie just does such a great job of just characterizing the animals and rocks. <laughs> I just Definitely, the characterization is really interesting when you look at it with the otters, with the rocks, the color schemes, the and like I said, with the Canva. Um, I did do some research in case anybody likes some behind-the-scenes stuff that's listening in on the podcast or anything like that. And the whole thing is, the most challenging thing that they said was, was coming up with an idea where there's no dialogue and trying to explain to the audience what they're going for. And to me, I think that would that's challenging. I like whenever a director or an animator is challenged in trying to figure out how they want to present a story. And I feel like that they told the story that they needed to tell. This movie mm-hmm. is smart. It's entertaining. It also, like you mentioned before, it also feels like a Pixar film as yeah. well. I, old I, style. I was, I was, right. I was just saying, as it was going on, I was like, this is totally something I would see right before a Pixar movie. It's just That's the kind of vibe I got from it. And it pulls on your heartstrings within the five minutes of the movie. And then the last three minutes, it, it, I mean, I'm crying man tears out of this. <laughs> if you manage to get a tear out of me, which is hard to do, there's only a couple of times when someone can actually make me cry. It's when Barry Allen visits his father in prison. And the TV show The Flash. There's also another. Whenever it has father and son com- thing, I lose it. But <laughs> there's also whenever we see the uh, Paul Walker uh, scene with Fast and the Furious and everything too, that made me cry. So there's certain things that made me. Even Dory made me cry. 
the oh, uh, yeah. Finding Dory movie made me cry. Oh, so yeah. if you're able to make me cry and make me feel some kind of emotion for rocks or or the otters, you did a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. So this movie is definitely well received, of course. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to mention with this film? I want to talk about that ending because that made me scream. If you remember it when the otter returns from all those seasons of being away and then lays next to the rocks and that little one just starts moving. I was like, hold up now. Are they actual otters that can turn into stone or something? Like what just happened? (laughs) Right. That threw me off a little bit. It was like, okay, are we, this is a fantasy story. Like, no, I'm not saying I didn't like it. I, that got me excited. I liked it. I was just like, I want to know more now. You see, I was thinking the same thing whenever I watched it, and then I was like, it's the illusion mm. of her imagining the otters and everything. And then once they turn into the stone, that's it. That's the end of the illusion. It's back to her emptiness and back to the canva that she has that empty space inside of her, the white outline of her life. And that's what I got out of that was the fact that she saw the light that she wants, want, that she wants, but she can't have. No. And then there's that emptiness and that brokenness and that whiteness in her life. That's just the way I saw it, though. Yeah, a piece of me really wanted them to actually turn into otters. Like, no, we could have done this the whole time, but we just needed a lot of love or something. <laughs> like, like, yes, I would have loved that. <laughs> same here, man. Same, but. Congratulations to the team that made I Am A Pebble. And we do appreciate you guys allowing us to review this film. And we hope that you enjoyed our review for I Am A Pebble. We hope that we did this review honor to you guys. And big congratulations to you. Thank you to the Indie Shorts Film Festival for allowing me and allowing Alex to review this film. This means so much to us to be able to review films like this in the Indie Film Festival, especially us being a small channel and everything too. It just means the world to us. So Alex, I know that you, um, you know, I know that you're on my show all the time and everything too, but where else can everybody uh, reach you at? Um, If you guys like to see uh, other more movie reviews, you can find me on YouTube at a town reviews. Um, You can also reach me on Twitter or, or Instagram at atownalex3. I'm building up my presence on there. So yeah, feel free to give me a follow, hit me up, let's chat. All right. And of course, guys, you guys can go on ahead and follow me on Facebook at Movie Lovers TV Lovers United over there. Of course, on Instagram, Pinterest, underneath that same brand name. Then you guys can go on ahead, hit me up on Twitter at Movie Lovers Unit. Of course, you guys can go on ahead and follow me underneath TikTok at Movie Lovers Unit Zero. Then, of course, you guys can go ahead and get an audio-only audio podcast episode of this show and many shows that we do here where you guys get your major podcasts from. But also, too, another thing that you guys can do is smash that little subscribe button on the bottom right-hand corner. Like this video. Give us a thumbs up. Also, too, smash that little bell in the bottom right-hand corner allow you guys to know when we have something new coming out. Um, there's not going to be a Hawkeye after show tomorrow night, but I'll be back again with Beth from Made for TV Podcast Sunday night. 8 o'clock, sometime 9 o'clock Eastern time to review the Bill Murray movie, Scrooge. And always until next time, guys. Thank you again, Alex. It's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again. Bye-bye.